Good day and welcome to another edition of Crossfade Bible Ministries. Bible study today will be in the book of Matthew chapter 26 and we'll be finishing up 26 by covering verses 69 through 75 and the title of today's lesson is Peter denies Jesus three times. Let's go back and review from last week. Last week we studied the trial of Jesus and we seen where the Sanhedrin who's the court system. Sanhedrin means council. It's sort of like the Supreme Court that we have here in the United States. We've seen that the Sanhedrin was corrupt, right? All there, there were people that wanted to control the Jewish population. They wanted to control the Jewish people. And all they was worried about is control and power. So we studied that they were looking for false evidence or false testimony against Jesus. Now, we said last week there's a difference between false evidence or testimony and a false witness. False testimony or false evidence, we said last week, was simply like lying or, or not giving the facts in a case. And it could be on purpose or it could be just by miscommunication, but that's what false evidence or false testimony is. In other words, according to Jewish culture, the only people that can testify in front of the Sanhedrin was Jewish men who were Torah observant. In other words, they followed the Torah, they were committed to the Torah 100%. And it only can be men. So they were going out looking for Jewish men who followed the Torah and they wanted them to lie about Jesus. But the scripture tells us from last week that they couldn't find any, which tells us that it wasn't the Jewish population in general that wanted Jesus put to death, but it was the Sanhedrin. And we know that it was the Sanhedrin because it was a plan devised by the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and Judas because they paid Judas 30 pieces of silver to betray Jesus. So once they find that they couldn't, they didn't have anybody that was Torah observant to testify against Jesus, what they did was they went looking for false witnesses. Now, false witness means they're going against their own law. They're going against their own rules that they made. Because remember, the only people that can testify in front of the Sanhedrin was a Jewish man who was Torah observant. But because they couldn't find nobody, now they go to outside of their law, meaning this, they went to women. You see, women couldn't testify in front of the court because they could be easily persuaded. That was according to their law. Gentiles could not testify in front of the Sanhedrin and Jewish men who were not Torah observant. So because they couldn't find anybody that was Torah observant, now they go to these three groups of people. They're trying to find women. They're trying to find Gentiles. They're trying to find Jewish men who are not Torah observant. But the scripture tells us that they couldn't find any of these either until the very end. So when they was fixing to run out of people, now understand this, there's hundreds of thousands of people at the festival of Passover. And when, at the very end, they found two witnesses that would come forward. And they said that this man, Jesus, said that he's going to destroy the temple. But in three days, he's going to build a new one. 
And we know that Jesus did say that. But they misunderstood what Jesus really meant. Jesus wasn't talking about the temple itself, meaning the bricks and the stones and the mortar. Jesus wasn't talking about a building. Jesus was talking about himself and his resurrection. He was speaking about how he was going to die. And on the third day, he was going to be raised. The father will raise him from the dead. So Jesus now is the temple that lives in each side of a believer. He lives in you and me. If you believe that he was the Messiah and that he rose again, right? That's what Jesus was talking about. Now, Jesus saying this, that shouldn't even have him arrested, much less put to death. But we see that they wanted Jesus to be put to death so bad that they're looking for any type of small evidence. And they can go in front of the Sanhedrin. They can declare him guilty, which is what they did. So they can bring them to Pontius Pilate. Because you see, they wanted Jesus crucified. And the only one that had the authority to crucify was the Roman government. The governors of those four territories. And in this case, in Israel, the southern part, it's Pilate that's in charge of that region. He's the governor of that region. So they had to find some type of evidence and found Jesus guilty which last week we found out that they did. So remember now, Peter is witnessing all of this. And Peter, when Jesus gets arrested, he's following in a distance. But it shows us that he's fearful. He's afraid. And he wants to see what's going to happen to Jesus. But he should already know what's going to happen to Jesus because Jesus told him. Jesus prophesied. That when the, when the shepherd gets struck, the sheep will scatter. Talking about his disciples leaving him. And when he said that, Peter rebuked him. Right? Peter said, I will never leave you. If I have to die for you, I'm going to die for you. But yet last week we ended where we see Peter in a distance. He's following. And he when he enters the palace... Of Caiaphas. He goes sit in the courtyard. He doesn't go to Jesus. He doesn't go defend Jesus. But he sits with the guards. That arrested. His Lord. His teacher. His master. His savior. So with that being said. Open up your Bibles. To the gospel of Matthew 26. And let's finish up 26 today. By covering verses 69 through 75 and beginning with verse 69 the scripture says now some of your bibles might say but peter so but peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him you also were with jesus of galilee she said but he denied it before them all i do not know what you're talking about he said then he went up then he went out of the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, this, fe this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. And he said, I don't know the man. After a while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, surely, some of your Bibles might say, truly, 
You are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the words that Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Then Peter went outside and he wept bitterly. So let's go back to verse 69. In verse 69, the first text in that verse says, but Peter. Now, this word but, some of your Bibles might say now, Peter. This word but or now means showing a contrast. And we know that Peter is a disciple of Jesus. But in this lesson, he's not going to demonstrate this to us. And this is what the scripture is telling us. It's telling us that when, when the words now or but Peter, it means that Peter is not going to walk in faith with Jesus. So going back to the scripture, it says, but Peter was sitting in the courtyard. Now, sitting outside or sitting out of the courtyard simply means that he was not with Jesus. He wasn't sitting directly beside Jesus. He was in the same location as Jesus because we know that Jesus is at Caiaphas's house, at Caiaphas's palace. And Peter's also there, but Peter's in the courtyard sitting with the guards. So Peter physically is not sitting on the side of Jesus. It's not visibly with Jesus. But he, yet he's sitting with the ones that arrested Jesus. So why is Peter there, right? Peter's there because he wants to find out what's going to happen to Jesus. But you see, he already should know because Jesus had told him many, many times, I'm going down to Jerusalem for Passover, right? I've said this many, many times. And because Jesus, this was Jesus' exact words, the Son of Man will be what? Betrayed. He's going to be arrested. He's going to be flogged and beaten. And he's going to be put to death. But on the third day, the Father will raise him. Jesus said this over and over. And the first time Jesus said this, Peter, he rebuked Jesus is what he did. Why? Because this is not what Peter wanted to hear. You see, when we approach our discipleship, in other words, following Jesus in a rational way like Peter did, then it's not going to make any sense to us. In other words, what we want. In other words, how we feel. Then if we're going to do that and try to walk in the shoes of the disciple, try to be a disciple of Jesus, but by having our own wants, then we're going to fail God every time. Remember, remember what God told the prophet Isaiah. He told Isaiah this. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. So what Jesus is saying here is that we think and we act differently than him. You see, when we think or we act like a human, in other words, man or, or, or woman, then we aren't thinking properly. We need to have the mindset of Jesus. We need to take on the character of Jesus. We need to know and think as the, as the scriptures reveal it to us. But you see, Peter wasn't doing this right here. And not only does, does Isaiah say, my thoughts are not your thoughts, but he also says, my ways are not your ways of the living God. In other words, 
I don't act or I don't think the way humans do. But you see, Peter wasn't thinking like Jesus here, right? See, Jesus wants us to think what? Supernaturally. He wants us to act supernaturally, not naturally. Because when you take on the human flesh and the human form, and you think that way and you act that way, then you're going to fail Jesus. You're going to fail God every time. And this is what Peter is doing here. Because Jesus told them, be on alert, be on watch. In other words, Jesus was telling them, you need to pray and you need to be closer to God so you can understand and you can have faith and you can trust in what is about to take place. But Peter, while Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane doing this and praying and, and warning them, warning the disciples, they were sleeping. They failed. So, so when this hard time came up right here, in other words, having faith, their, his faith was weak. Because he was thinking like man. He was thinking naturally. He was acting naturally. When Jesus says you should be acting supernaturally. And how do we act supernaturally? By allowing God to control our every step. To direct our every step. Amen. And the question I have for you is this. When Jesus speaks to us. Like he spoke to Peter and the disciples. Are we listening? From a proper standpoint. Or are we acting like Peter? Do we do like Peter and the rest of the disciples? Do, do we see? Do we think? Do we listen to things from a human point of view? In other words, from a fleshly point of view. Or do you speak and do you listen, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you? Look what else the scripture says. Going back to the scripture. And a servant girl came to him, meaning Peter. And she says, you are also with Jesus of Galilee. Now let's look at that term servant girl. A servant girl, this was a young girl and a lot of scholars believe she's probably between the ages of 13 to 17. And they also believe that this servant girl was very poor. She come from a very poor family or she was an orphan. And look what she says. She tells the crowd and she tells Peter, you are also with Jesus of Galilee. So we see here that she makes a statement. She had seen Peter before with Jesus. That's what she's saying. Now, she uses the term Jesus of Galilee. And the word Galilee here is very important. It's a Hebrew word. And it speaks about something being revealed. So when this word Galilee appears in the Bible, it is for the purpose of revealing something. This means regarding truth to those words that Jesus spoke to Peter. In other words, how he told Peter, Peter, you will deny me three times before the rooster crows. So going back to the scripture, we see that this servant, she just states a question, verse 70. But he, meaning Peter, but he denied it before them all. And he says this, I don't know what you're talking about. So we see here that this is the first time that he denies Jesus. Now, Jesus predicted that he would deny him three times. And here's the first time. And he says, I do not know what you're talking about. So he's stating this because he's fearful. He's stating this because he lacked prayer. He's stating this because he lacked prayer. He didn't trust in his 
teacher. He didn't trust in his Lord and his Savior. In other words, he isn't taking prophetic truth seriously. And you see, when we lack prayer and we don't take prophetic truth seriously, then we lose our faith. We lose our trust. It becomes weaker in Jesus. And when that happens, then fear and stress, anxiety, worry, all of that takes over in our life. Verse 71. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. So let's go back up to the first text of that verse where it says, then he went out of the gateway. So this simply means that he left, he departed. You see, because he was afraid, Peter left that location and he went directly to another location right outside the main courtyard there was a little bitty courtyard connected to the main one. That's why it says gateway, right? So he goes out of the gateway. Now understand this. Peter shouldn't even be in the gateway. He shouldn't even be in the courtyard because he should be sitting right on the side of Jesus, supporting him, uplifting him, right? Being positive. He should have been letting people know that he was a disciple. He should let people know about the goodness of Jesus. So we see here that Peter, because he's questioned about being seen with Jesus, he fears. And he leaves the courtyard and he goes to another little courtyard, a side courtyard, where other people were hanging out. But look what happens. There was another servant girl. She sees him. And she tells all, everybody there that's in that little courtyard, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. So we see that the same thing is happening here just as it happened in the main courtyard, which gives us a message. The lesson is this and the message is this that Jesus wants us to see here. This shows us that we can't run from our fears, that we can't run from our past, that we can't run from our problems. See, we must turn to Jesus. We must pray. We must trust. We must believe in him. Allow him to lead us. Allow him to get us through whatever situation that we're going on. See, that's faith. Faith is believing and not seeing. See, Jesus is the only one that can give you strength to face opposition, to face trials, to face tribulations. So once again, this is the second time here that Peter gets questioned about being with Jesus. And look what happens. Notice that this servant girl, she calls him Jesus of Nazareth. Now the other servant girl that we just read in the scripture above called him Jesus of Galilee. Now, Jesus of Nazareth, that's very important. Why is that? Why she calls him Jesus of Nazareth, right? Remember, the Galilee means to reveal something. So Jesus of Nazareth, the word Nazareth is very important. Why is that? Because first we see this is where Jesus grew up, was in Nazareth. But secondly, this word Nazareth is prophetic. And why do I say that? Because the prophet Isaiah tells us a scripture in Isaiah 11.1. 1. He talks about how Nazareth means a twig or a shoot. In other words, a twig or a shoot will come from the stump of Jesse. This is what Isaiah 11 1 says. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, 
and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. Now you might ask, who's Jesse? Jesse is the father of King David. And where did Jesus come from? He comes from the lineage of King David. So when it says a stump, it is speaking about the house of Jesse. So the word Nazareth, we can say, is related to Jesus. So when we hear that, that he is called Jesus of Nazareth, then this gives strong messianic implications. It simply means that Jesus is the Messiah. But Peter, what does he do? Look what the scripture says. When the girl says this, that I've seen you with this man, Jesus of Nazareth, look what, G, well, look what Peter says in verse 72. He denied it again. With an oath, he says, I do not know the man. So we see here when he denied him, this is the second time that he has denied that he is, was with Jesus, that he is a disciple of Jesus. See, he's trying to, to hide the fact that he is a disciple. And look what else the scripture tells us. He says with an oath, I do not know the man. Now, when he says this, he says it with authority. In other words, what Peter's saying here is, when he says, I do not know the man, he's saying, I don't know this man. I hadn't known him in the past. I don't know him right now, and I won't know him in the future, which we know is a total lie. But you see, fear is setting in right here. And, and he's trying to, to, to hide the fact that he knows Jesus because he doesn't want to die. But yet, a few hours earlier, he said, if you die, I'm going to die for you if that's what it takes. But here we see that he's afraid. We see that he's fearful. So there's a strong denial. He says it with an oath. Now, why am I saying all this? Because these two servant women, they call Jesus by name. And they're saying, Jesus of the Galilee and Jesus of Nazareth. But yet Peter does not even call out Jesus' name. He simply says, I do not know. Look what he calls Jesus, the man. And what this, the scripture is telling us here is that when Peter says this, I do not know the man, this points out a separation from Jesus. This represents that Peter is in strong denial. Verse 73. And after a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, truly, you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. So after a little while just means that some time had gone by, right? Might have been 30 minutes, an hour. Scripture doesn't really tell us, but some time had gone by. The scripture also tells us this, that those standing there went to Peter and says, truly, you are one of them because your accent gives you away. So these people come to Peter and they tell him, we know you is with Jesus because how you sound, your accent. See, everybody knew Jesus. Everybody heard Jesus' teachings. Everybody seen the miracles that Jesus did. And when they heard Jesus speak, he has a slight different accent. Peter has the same accent. What happens? They tell him, you were with Jesus because your accent gives you away. 
So again, they know that Peter's with Jesus. But look what happens. Look what Peter does again in verse 74. Then he began to call down curses on them. And he swore to them, I do not know the man. Again, strong denial because he doesn't call Jesus by name. He calls him the man, right? Immediately, a rooster crowed. So we see here, this is the third time that Peter denies Jesus. And what did Jesus say? You will deny me three times before the rooster crows. And when Peter denied in front of these people that he did not know Jesus, because he calls them, he says, I do not know the man. Immediately, the Bible says, the rooster crowed. So we see that once again, what Jesus predicted has come true. Verse 75, last verse for today. Then Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Some of your Bibles might say disown me three times. And then Peter went outside and he wept bitterly. So let's go back up to the first text. It says, then Peter remembered the words that Jesus had spoken. You see, up until now, Peter wasn't thinking about Jesus. He wasn't thinking about Jesus. Peter was thinking about himself. Peter was thinking, let's go back up to what we said earlier. He was thinking naturally. But you see, God wants us to think supernaturally. God wants us to put him first, to put his son Jesus first that we need to rely and trust in Jesus, that we need to seek Jesus constantly. We need to be in a close relationship, having Jesus close to us and not only trusting in him and talking to him and believing in him, but listening to him. So again, Peter's acting naturally here, but God wants him to act supernaturally. You see, in the only way that we can come to do this is that if we are led by the word, but not only led by the word, but led and being empowered by the Holy Spirit, amen? And look what the rest of the scripture tells us. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. See, he just realized that he just denied Jesus. And this is the third time. And when that third time happened, the rooster crowed and he remembered what Jesus had told him. And when he remembered what Jesus had told him, look what the scripture says. He went outside and he wept bitterly. Now he's already outside. So why does the scripture say he goes outside again, right? Because he's already in the courtyard. We know that, right? But yet the scripture says he went outside. It tells us this because the scripture is showing us here, it's a message that he's distanced himself further and further away from Jesus. He's moving further and further away. Now the question is, what about us? What about you? Are you moving further and further away from Jesus? If so, how far away from Jesus are you are today? You see, Jesus wants us to be very close to him. 
He wants us to pray. He wants us to trust, to believe. He wants us to walk in faith. And we can only walk in faith by being closer to Him, by having a relationship with Him, by knowing Him personally. You see, we see here that Peter leaves the location. And we see here the Scripture tells us that he leaves. And not only does he leave, but he cries bitterly. And he cries bitterly because of what he's done to his master. He's finally realized that he denied his Lord, his Savior, his teacher, his rabbi. See, what about us today? Are we denying our Lord? Are we denying our Savior? Are you like Peter today? Because if you are, then God is saying, Jesus is saying, come closer to me and rely on me and trust in me and believe in me. Because whatever situation that you're facing today, when you come closer to God through his son Jesus, when you have a relationship with him, that he will give you the strength. He will give you the power, the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome any obstacle and any situation. Amen. And that ends our lesson for today. We're going to be back next week starting Matthew 27. We appreciate you all tuning in and listening. Y'all go bless someone this week. Y'all have a wonderful and blessed week. We love you guys. God bless.